Hi, and welcome to Let's Be Friends with Tori Segner. I'm your host, Tori, and I'm so glad you're here. In this podcast, my friends and I discuss the importance of strong community and how to establish and navigate it in our adult lives. We kick back, relax, and I pick their brains about their experiences with community in some pretty unique and interesting seasons of life. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. All right, everyone. Well, I've got one of my best friends here with me today. This is Nicole Kessler. Hi. Nicole and I have been friends for a very, very long time. (laughs) Um, I'll go ahead and start off with two fun facts about Nicole. Number one is that she loves teen fiction novels. (laughs) (laughs) Can you speak to that a little bit, Nicole? I I don't know that I... Well, I've read all of them. I've read a lot of the big ones. That's a sign that you love them. (laughs) But I don't know that I, like, in my 20s, read teen fiction all the time. I thought you said that, like, you love teen fiction. I do. I do. (laughs) So you don't... Okay, I know it's not all you read. But, like, I don't read any of them, so it's funny to me that you read any of them. That's so funny. I'm trying to think of one that I've read recently. Twilight? No! (laughs) I do reread Harry Potter, like, every couple years, for sure. Is that considered a teen fiction novel? I would say so. Well, I read that. Well, you love teen fiction. (laughs) Fun fact about me is I started reading Harry Potter, like, book one... In nursing school, which I graduated in May 2019. So it has now been over two years. You haven't finished it? No. Oh, no. no. I I finished book one, too. No, but you haven't finished the series? Yes, I'm on book five. In, like, three years? (laughs) I'm on book five. Um, I just have a very hard time reading consistently. I'll read it for, like, a week in a row, and then I'll... Just stop. I don't know why. But can you not do that? No. <laughs> You're incapable. I'm like, if if it's a good book like Harry Potter, I'm like a week and I'll just read, like, stay up super late reading. Like, I can't put it down. Oh. Sam and I, my husband, uh, read them all in college together. Uh-huh. And, but it was like, you know, we're going to read this book together. So... When one of us finishes, you have to wait for the other person to start the next one. Oh, so there's the pressure. Yeah, and and up. it was like we would we would read the book and then watch the movie together. Oh, yes, yes. And I would finish it so far before he would, because I just like oh. I couldn't not read him. Spent like, half your life waiting on Sam to finish. Yes, the and but it only took us like a semester to go through them all. Not oh my gosh, years. <laughs> I am truly pathetic with it. And that's the thing, too. I thought that watching, like, getting to watch the movie at the end of every time I finish a book would be really motivating for me. I would think so. But um, I guess it's not. I will say I would never do it that way again. Oh. Because watching the movie right after reading the book, we would both be like, oh, well, <laughs> they didn't include this. And oh, that's, like, not 
in detail enough as the book and like yes. all this stuff where like they need like a five hour movie to be able to include all this stuff I know and because it, it was all just so fresh and whenever you haven't read the books in a long time and you watch the movie you're just like enjoying the yes. way that they did the movie that's true very true I remember <laughs> this is now a Harry now Potter, a Harry Potter I remember after reading um book three I was shocked at how different the movie was. They're so different. I was kind of sad. Well, um, and they just don't have enough time. I know. Like, the stuff that they cut out, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Because it's like, well, yeah, yeah, that's not vital to the overall story. Yeah. But it's just good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, it felt like um, things picked up speed a lot faster in the movie than they did sure. in the book. Um Four was a little bit better, but anyway, we'll kind of get back on track. Keep going. Nicole is just like a big reader, so we could talk about books. Not that I've read very many. I'm not. <laughs> but um, we could talk about Harry Potter specifically up until about halfway through book five for a while. Um, second fun fact about Nicole this is a little bit of a given because I said I've known her for a very long time, but like I have seen her through probably every awkward face she's ever mm-hmm. had, every single one. Um, let's see, I'm trying to think of like the most impressive awkward face. Well, because we met in seventh grade. Yes, I moved to a new town called Marble Falls, Texas. <laughs> you have to say it that way. <laughs> yeah, obviously not everyone from there has that accent because there's your sampling of oh us too. <laughs> Don't talk. But anyway, a small town in Texas. Um, and yeah, Nicole was one of my best friends from the very beginning. Um, she was pretty cool in the beginning. She in was, the beginning, and then it went downhill. <laughs> <laughs> went through some awkward stages. This should have been fed fact number two. She was valedictorian. Oh, yeah. She loves that one. <laughs> We went to a very small school. Um, not that that discredits <laughs> your heart. So she wasn't actually very smart. It just... <laughs> anyway, Nicole and I have just been through a lot together. So it's very special to have her on the pod today. Um, something that Nicole has always been very good at, and we were just talking about this, is that Nicole has always been a busy person. And she was like, I just now realized that's true. <laughs> She's always been super busy. I mean, in high school, it was tennis, boyfriends, (laughs) um, school, obviously. Um, I mean, she would jump into just about any activity that you possibly could. Um, I feel like you're always super busy when you went to Baylor from afar. It appeared that way, doing young life and things. Uh, Still a strong academic person. You know, then you went on to get your graduate degree. And now we're here in Denver, and in her adult life, I've seen that continue to be true. Um, Nicole always has, like, family visiting. She has her in-laws that live close to us here in Denver. Um, She's very committed to, like, her community at the same time. She's got a super busy job. Um, You guys are, like, going to the mountains pretty frequently. I remember for a while you were in, like, a ton of weddings (laughs) that you had to, like, fly back to Texas for. So I just feel like, Nicole, you are very good at um, juggling many responsibilities at once and still remaining a good, strong, active member of your community. So I'm excited to hear you speak to that. So my first question for you is just... To tell me about your average weekly schedule and what other responsibilities require your time. Yeah, so work takes up 
a large chunk of yes. my week. What's nice, though, is that I work for 10-hour shifts. Mm-hmm. So I work from about, like, 8 to 6.30, mm-hmm. Monday through Thursday. Mm-hmm. So the downside of that is that takes away, like, pretty much, you know, my whole week. <laughs> yeah. So it's really hard to do stuff during weeknights. Mm-hmm. Um And you're a speech pathologist. Yes. Working in, like, a small clinic with kids. Yeah, like a private practice. So it's hard work. Um, It's a lot of attention-demanding work. Yeah, well, and it's, yeah, it's also when I get home, I'm like, I'm done. I'm done with people. I'm done with children. Like a lot of energy. (laughs) Um, But then Fridays, I don't work, Mm -hmm. which is really nice. Um, So a lot of the time... My husband, Sam, is working on Fridays, and I'm just doing nothing. Um, that chilly. Yeah. <laughs> or doing stuff, you know, like seeing friends or yeah. errands, whatever. It's definitely, um, like, our catch-up day, I feel like. Yes. And it's the best day for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, you know, Saturday weekends always, you know, have a variety of things going on. Always busy, though. <laughs> Usually, yeah, usually busy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Sundays we have church. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, not really anything scheduled, but it gets filled. Right. Uh, but, yeah, my family comes up all the time. They have a house in Breckenridge. Mm-hmm. Um, so we go up and see my parents there a lot. Sam's family lives, like, 30 minutes away. His mm-hmm. sister and brother-in-law live, like, two minutes away mm-hmm. <laughs> and so we see them pretty often we'll yeah re- really any like event like father's day mother's day birthdays yeah you have an we always get together yeah um which is nice like I really enjoy it but right you know we're doing that kind of thing a lot yeah and that is different from I feel like the average young couple that lives in Denver sure you know my family <laughs> I'm not going right. to see my, my dad on Father's Day or my father-in-law because everybody's in Texas still. Um, so it's like a different set of responsibilities mm-hmm. that you have to make time for family as an adult, um, which, yeah, most couples here in Denver don't necessarily have to do aside from right. a phone call or like a trip home every right. now and again. FaceTime. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, yeah, it's super helpful to know all of the responsibilities that you have. Um, all of the things that are demanding of your time. And I think it is definitely noteworthy that like most weeknights when you're working, you're not done till after six. Mm -hmm. So that is different from the average, like four (laughs) or five. Yeah. Yeah, It really does like limit your availability on weeknights, but you still make things happen. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm excited to talk a little bit later about how you keep yourself from just like overcommitting yourself getting too exhausted because you have a tricky schedule. You got a mm-hmm. lot going on. Um, there was a time in your life when you and Sam were, I mean, I guess you guys had been living here for, I don't know, a year or two. Um, I remember y'all were actually considering moving to a different state. Mm-hmm. And a big part of that, I believe, was because you guys didn't have a strong community here and yeah, huge. weren't making friends and all of that. So tell me about that. Like what was going through your mind when you were, considering that move and how did you guys decide to stay here yeah so whenever we got married um 
in 2018, you know, we moved up here and I feel like we did everything that every young couple who moves to Denver does. <laughs> it's like, we're going to do all the outdoor activities and we're going to go to the mountains all the time. And yeah. We're going to, you know, see the city and we're just going to do all the things because mm-hmm. Denver is so fun. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, like everyone has pretty much done that right when they yeah. moved to Denver. I think that's a big reason why people last like a couple of years mm-hmm. here and then move back to family or whatever. Because totally. you kind of run through all the fun stuff. You can get away with just, you know, doing stuff with your significant other and, you know, enjoying Denver and mm-hmm. the mountains and all of that for a long time. Yeah, and we did. Here. Like mm-hmm. so we were just, you know, pretty you know, we're like newlyweds. So we're thinking more about like, oh, we're newly married and just enjoying spending time together. We sure were long lit. distance for like the whole time I was in grad school. Yeah. So yeah. just like super happy to be together in this fun new place. Mm-hmm. And so not necessarily seeking out community. Yeah. And yeah. just going to the mountains all the time. Mm-hmm. Also, my family was coming up all the time. Honestly, like, our families were probably our community here. Mm-hmm. And then we were seeing his parents a lot. It was really fun to kind of grow, like, an adult relationship with them. Yeah. Um, yeah. When we were dating, I didn't see them a whole lot because we were in Texas and... So just getting closer with them right. uh, was really fun for me as well. Yeah. Um, so that was all nice. And then we all ha- we had our uh, college friends back in Texas that we were, I feel like, not ready to, like, find new community here. Yeah. Because we were like, oh, we just have this great community already. And it yeah. feels like if we're making new friends, we have to say... Bye to, like, old friendships, which isn't true, but, yeah, you know, living in Colorado versus Texas, mm-hmm. like, those friendships change. Like, they're together and they're... Right. There's, like, an acceptance of, like, that you are going to move on from those friendships. Yeah. Not move on in a way that you're... You can't... You're not friends anymore. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Yeah, not, not moving on in that you're not friends anymore, that you're losing those friendships, right. but... That they can't take the place of community where you're at. Right. Um, So that's kind of all that we were going through in our first, I would say, like, year to year and a half. Mm -hmm. Maybe even two. Yeah. Which is Um, a long long time to just be the two of you and some family and long distance friends. And, and, you know, we moved and we got a dog. And so there was a lot of things going on. Mm -hmm. Um, And kind of during all of this, we were trying out different churches, mm-hmm. um, and since we were going to the mountains a lot, you know, we probably for the first, you know, maybe six months or something, we were just kind of like, bah. <laughs> like, whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, it, you know, maybe six months, nine months, it started being like, oh, you know, let's find a church, let's find a yeah. church community that we can get plugged into here, and so we started like, Really looking, really kind of visiting different churches. Mm -hmm. And we would go to one and really like it, you know, based off of the music and the service and all of this stuff. And very similar to your intro about you guys in Houston, Mm -hmm. it was like we would walk in 
get greeted at the door maybe. Mm-hmm. And then it was like we would be in and out and like no one knew we were ever there. Yeah, no one would stop you to be like, hey, I haven't seen you before. Exactly. Which and may seem like something that some people don't want. But I found when I have tried out a new church or any sort of new group of any kind Someone pulling you aside and recognizing that you're a new face is everything. Right. And even just like, how do you get plugged in if you have no like connecting point? Right. You know? Yeah, exactly. Like, how do you get invited to things or how do you, you know, do anything Mm -hmm. (laughs) without someone kind of making that introduction? And we are just not super like extroverted. Like, I'm going to go out and meet all these people and like, yeah. you know, and so... When you're uh, the new person too, mm-hmm. it can feel like, um, is that okay to do here? Right. And <clears throat> it also, you know, us being not super, super extroverted, that's already out of our comfort zone. And then you yeah. put yourself in the situation of like, I'm the new person in an uncomfortable, you know, situation where other people feel comfortable, we're like, mm-hmm. no way. <laughs> like, I'm not going to make anyone uncomfortable. Like, not going to do it. It's too hard. Yeah, yeah. So um, we did that for a couple different churches, actually. We, mm-hmm. you know, went to one for a couple months. It was like, okay, we have no idea how to meet anyone. Let's try a new one. Maybe it's, yeah. you know. Maybe it's just not the right thing. Yeah, and so we tried, we went through three churches like that. Wow. And I will say one of them was a smaller church, and we did meet more people. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just, it wasn't quite the right fit for us. Yeah, you have to be somewhat picky mm-hmm. when you're looking for a new community, a new church. There's just differences there that can't necessarily be overcome with a little bit of time. Then you do have to kind of be picky. And... Right. And so, and honestly, by that time... Uh, Denver had kind of lost its luster. Yep. <laughs> it's, you know, it, the honeymoon phase had ended mm. and it was like, yeah, it's a fun city, but, you know, we're not really doing anything anymore. Yeah. We, we enjoy the mountains. We enjoy hanging out with family, but there was just like an obvious kind of thing missing in our life, which was a strong community. And so yeah. it, it started feeling very isolating and just very lonely being like, okay, it's just the two of us in this big city where, and it just started, the city started feeling so big Mm -hmm. because it was like, no one knows us here. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Mm -hmm. coming from Marble Falls where you and I grew up and like everyone knowing you, Mm -hmm. um, it was just really, really hard for me. And Mm -hmm. I also saw my good friends in Dallas, like, having that community with each other still. And so it was just, like, there was just, like, a longing in my heart for, like, girlfriends especially. Yeah. And, you know, for Sam and I together, like, couple friends and stuff like that. And so we were just feeling really, really unhappy. Mm -hmm. And both of us are huge people of, like, well, let's move. Like, Mm -hmm. we don't care. Right, Um, right. We are totally fine to just, you know, pick up and go to the next place. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... Nicole and Sam are really good at every place they move. Their new house is set up within, like, 
I'm not even kidding you. Probably like 72 hours. <laughs> it's like, and not just like, things are kind of in their place. It's like, there's art on the walls. The blankets are folded and draped over the proper chairs. Like, it is figured out. It you is, guys have no qualms with moving. No, no qualms. I moved a lot growing up, and I've just found that, like, I love to move mm-hmm. because I love a new space. Yeah. And, yeah. but whenever we do move, I'm like... I have to decorate it. Yeah. Like, so Sam, we got to get everything unpacked because he won't let me decorate until it's all unpacked. Wow. So, so practical. So yeah, he's the practical and I'm like, okay, let's get going. So I can decorate it. And so we let's are like, quick, quick, quick. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we have no problem with that. Right. So we were like, you know, let's just go somewhere fun. Um, we both had talked about moving somewhere different from where we grew up whenever we got married and mm-hmm. Sam happened to get a job in Denver so that's where we ended up and he's from right. Highlands Ranch so it wasn't uh-huh. really super new to him right um so he was kind of like yeah I would love to live somewhere different yeah so we started like very seriously considering you know some different places we were really interested in Salt Lake City because mm-hmm. it kind of had the outdoors, you know, things that Denver has. Right. Um, yeah, but it's a smaller like city, smaller community. Yeah. We knew some people there, so we went out there and, like, um, visited to see if we would like it. And during this time, Sam was looking for a job. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, my job is a lot more flexible, so I can kind of pick up and find something as we go, but mm-hmm. we were really relying on him to get something before we were going to move. Right. So, um, it was funny. I remember after, like, a while of not talking, you reached out and you were like, hey, like, we haven't seen each other. Mm-hmm. Like, let's get together. Yeah. And so you came over and I just... You are like, I'm moving. Like, <laughs> word vomited all of everything that I just said. Like, I'm so unhappy here. <laughs> I was like, oh. You're like, okay, well. (laughs) But what I appreciated is you weren't like, um, no, don't go. (laughs) (laughs) How uncomfortable that would have been. It would have, yeah, it would have been weird if you were like, well, you're just not doing enough or whatever. I don't know. Some super judgmental Um, comment. But what you did say is like, in the meantime, like, why don't you come visit our church, not trying to be like, you know, let me get you to try to stay. Yeah, yeah. But it was just like, well, like, until you kind of are going, Mm -hmm. like, you can fill your time coming here. (laughs) Yeah, I just felt so sad that you were so lonely, and I knew that it could take a long time for Sam to find a job, Right. And I was like, I mean, even if it's six months or something, mm-hmm. like, she should totally just hang out with me and my girlfriends. Um, and that was really all there kind of was to it, was yeah. like, you can at least have somewhere to, I know you're looking for somewhere to go on Sundays, so you can have that. And then maybe you can meet a few girls to kind of help the, the time pass a little bit easier. But I wasn't like, <laughs> I had no intentions of you, like... Uh, I will get you to stay. Yeah, like. <laughs> exactly. It's kind of funny that... Um, you know, uh, foreshadowing. Yeah. <laughs> may have turned into that. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I asked him, I was like, let's just try their church. Cause we weren't really going anywhere. Cause we were so 
mm-hmm. burnt out on like yeah it's, not feeling welcome. It sucks. <laughs> sucks to try a new church over and over and over again. Any sort of a new community over and over and over and over again, especially when you're not feeling like anyone's seeing you or yeah. caring because it takes effort. Mm-hmm. It takes a lot of um, courage to right. show up somewhere and be the new face. It's exhausting yeah. doing that. Yeah. And especially whenever that's not like a natural tendency. You yeah. Know? Then you add your personality. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so we we went and visited um, your church and I remember it was funny too because you were having not funny you were having a really bad morning because oh, you yeah. you guys had just come back and yeah. like had a car accident over yeah. Christmas break. Oh my gosh, it was so embarrassing. I remember like <laughs> seeing all the people I loved and just having this really dramatic <laughs> moment of like, I'm so glad I survived. <laughs> <laughs> and like, you know, it's okay to have those moments, but how awkward when like your friend is joining you for the first Visiting. time. <laughs> And, yeah, I just remember crying and being like, I'm so sorry. Like, I just, I, I don't know, we got in an accident. You were like, you did? And I was like, let's just, can I, can I erase this moment from history, please? It's so uncomfortable. But uh, you still did such a good job. Like, one, we absolutely loved the service. Um, and then afterwards, you were like, let me introduce you to some people. And you literally, like, took us all around to, like, meet, I don't know, like maybe, like, 12 different people. Yeah. <laughs> it was, like, and every single person was just, like, hi, like, what are your names? Like, uh-huh. wanting to learn about us. And then, mm-hmm. um, you know, your other friends invited us to their to join their small group, like, because yeah. they were starting one. Yeah. And so it was just, like... Okay, you know, week one, it's like we know 12 people. Mm-hmm. We have a small group to join if we wanted to. Like, sure. we already f- know more people in this like two hour span than we did months of going to other churches. And so mm-hmm. I remember, I don't remember if it was after our first or second time visiting, but we went to breakfast afterwards and we were like, so, do we stay? <laughs> and so we were, and we were both thinking that before, you know, either of us had expressed it. Right, on the same page. Uh huh. And so we, our lease was ending. And so we were like gonna move once our lease ended. Mm-hmm. We weren't gonna sign something new in Denver. And so we both went on to Zillow and we're like, let's just look (laughs) because it's really hard to rent things in Denver. And we had had a lot of trouble finding things that were available, getting things taken Mm -hmm. out from underneath us while we were thinking about it, stuff like that. Yeah. So we're like, well, that's another obstacle. So yeah, we're looking and it's like, there's a house that is like great for, it's all Our, green. You love green. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, and it was like, you know, we can tour it this week and it's available and all these things. And so it just felt like, oh man, everything is really pointing to like, it's going to be okay here. Yeah. And so we were like, okay, 
like, let's just do it. And, like, that week, we signed the new lease, and I remember the text, you were like, hey, uh, we're going to start looking at some houses in your neighborhood. And I was like, does this mean that you're, like, staying? That was the way that Nicole told me they were staying for a lot longer. (laughs) Well, and it's also funny, because, yeah, that house was right where everybody seemed to be living. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it was just, like, it felt like God being, like, here you go. Uh-huh. Like, here's a church. Here's a house. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no job in Utah, so yeah. just stay. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, ever since then, it was just, like, we we had to make a very deliberate decision. Like, if we stay, mm-hmm. we're, like, doing this. Right. Like, and you're still busy. Right. Very busy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Probably busier because right. we didn't have any friends. And yeah. so yeah. now that kind of extra time was being spent, um, you know, doing things with friends. Mm-hmm. And so, and trying to, you know, it's a lot different whenever you're trying to make friends too, yeah. of like, yeah. you really have to be intentional about, like, the time that you carve out for those because yeah. you're developing those relationships. And mm-hmm. so that time is really, really important. And so it was right. like, yeah. okay, like, this is a priority now. <laughs> right. Um, but, yeah, our schedule wasn't getting less busy by any means. <laughs> right. Yeah, you guys were still so busy. Like you said, if not busier now because mm-hmm. you got this new responsibility on top of all the other spinning plates that you have. Right. Yeah. I just love that story because um, it really shows, like, how big of a role community can play. It, it, if you don't have it, it can drive you to want to totally leave. <laughs> leave the state. <laughs> Flee. <laughs> but, Get away. <laughs> but, I mean, it's just, an, it was always so amazing to me how quickly you guys just decided to stay at the thought of, we could have friends here. Mm-hmm. Like, how much of an impact that I mean, that yeah. Had. It was, like, the number one driving factor, I think, to mm-hmm. leaving and staying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just so amazing to me that it played such a mm-hmm. strong uh, role and had such a strong influence. So, all of that kind of happened January 2020. Mm-hmm. R.I.P. 2020. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> It's crazy. It feels like you and Sam have been around and, and, you know, my particular friend group um, for a lot longer than a year. Um, Where would you say your relationships are now? Where's your community now that it's been about a year and a half um, since you kind of decided we're going to stay and invest in these friendships? Sure. Yeah. Um, Well, I feel like kind of your close group of friends did such a good job of being like, okay, come on. (laughs) Hello, Nicole. Like, you are one of us. (laughs) And so, you know, I feel like now, whenever we would kind of explain our life, I guess, to family and stuff, it'd be like, well, like, our small group or, like, people that were meeting in the church, and now it's just, like, our friends. And, Mm -hmm. you know, and... It just feels like we actually have a group of friends instead of, like, mm. these are relationships that we're, like, you know, Retending developing to. or whatever. <laughs> right. It feels so much more comfortable and it feels like we're, like, in, you know? Right. <laughs> like, instead yeah. of kind of outsiders trying to, 
you know, get more comfortable or... Right. I don't know if that makes sense. No, but, no, it totally does. Um, And it feels so good. Mm-hmm. Like, it feels so good to just be like, you know, we have this group of people that we love outside of family, which, mm-hmm. you know, family plays a huge part of our community too. Mm-hmm. But I think it's such a good balance mm-hmm. to have, like, those close family relationships that we have as well as people who aren't our relatives and who, um, you know, are our age and who are going through very similar things as we are. You know, everyone is pregnant right now. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. If people haven't caught on, like so many of the people I've interviewed are pregnant. So Nicole's bumping over here on the other (laughs) side of the table. (laughs) We're in it together. Yeah. Feeling like a big girl. <laughs> she's got a big girl inside of her. Mm-hmm. Well, she's not big, but she's a girl. <laughs> Whatever. She's a baby. <laughs> um, but yeah. And it, it also is nice knowing that like when we have our baby, you know, she is being born into like this community that's yeah. gonna love her and, you know, support us and love us and we're not alone in yeah going through this because we have all these Mm -hmm. other people that are going through the same thing and Mm -hmm. are going to be such a good support system. So it just feels so good to, you know, have that group and that community. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Wow. Just, you know, how, how different that sounds from where you were at right after you had done all the fun things in Denver and like really enjoyed spending time with your husband, such great things. But left you feeling empty. Yeah. Um, very, very different how you're feeling now. Mm-hmm. And really cool. Um, it's rewarding for me as your friend. Yeah. <laughs> to just hear that, you know, simply inviting you to meet my friends um, and bringing you into that group, like, has changed your life. It's well, yeah. I mean, awesome. it was a, a huge testament to you, um, <laughs> Thank you because you were that connector, yeah. you know? And so it's like you had those relationships and you had those activities that were going on, like, you know, watching The Bachelor Mm -hmm. on Monday nights or whatever. And all you had to do was think like, oh, I'm going to send a text to Nicole. Yeah. And then, you know, it took effort on our end as well to go. Right. Um, Right. But it was like, without that invite, you know, none of those relationships would have been formed. Right. It's and so, so important to reach out to people, even if you don't think they're like super lonely. If they're mm-hmm. on your mind, you have no idea what it could do for them to just invite them to do something super chill and relaxing. Right. <laughs> like watching The Bachelor or grabbing a glass of wine somewhere. Because as much as I saw into your situation, like you said, I wasn't trying to save you right. from loneliness or keep you here in Denver. I just like saw a need for you to have some girlfriends and even if they were temporary I wanted that for you and like I wanted to spend more time with you (laughs) I missed you um so yeah super important when someone's on your mind like just send that text just send that invite because you never know what that Mm -hmm. could mean yeah so now I think we would both agree that you have pretty strong community Mm -hmm. um you feel like you have a good support system in place But as we mentioned, like that busyness hasn't been relieved, hasn't gotten better. You're still so incredibly busy. So, I mean, aside from the obvious of like, you just have less time, you have more responsibilities. Um, 
how does that busier than the average person's schedule, you know, impact your ability to build or just nurture your community? Right. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's a balancing act. Yes. And it's, I feel like it, it can be so individual because I think, um, like our personalities play a big role in that, you know, how much alone time do you need? How much time with other people do you need to feel, you know, refreshed and energized? Sure. And what's draining Um, to you? Yeah. And also, you know, what are you going to prioritize? So while we were building community, we both decided like we are prioritizing building relationships. Right. And so it was like, Maybe some date nights or things that, trips to the mountains or things that, you know, it would just be the two of us. Mm-hmm. We're going to put those as like the second option or whatever. Right. Um, and we're going to say yes to all these other opportunities, you know, to be in yeah. community and meet other people and mm-hmm. grow friendships. And so, um, like I remember bringing up bachelor nights again (laughs) um they were on monday nights which i'm getting off of work at 6 30 and so when you invited me you know sometimes it was like pretty tired (laughs) but it was like you know i'm gonna meet more people i'm and it's just like a chill environment where we're just gonna hang out sam's gonna hang out with the guys stuff Mm -hmm. like that and so we were like okay let's do it so he would like lift to my office and we would go right after work and I remember being like okay I'm gonna be 30 minutes late or whatever yeah and we would just agree one we're gonna go two we're gonna be fine being late because that's just how it is yeah same thing for a small group Mm -hmm. it was like I'm gonna go straight from work we're gonna be late every single time because Mm -hmm. it starts before I'm done with work right um but we're gonna say yes and so a huge part of that is just what is important to you. Right. Um, but then I think another thing that helps me, because I'm definitely a person who also prioritizes rest, prioritizes downtime. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was kind of like we're going to do a couple things with friends throughout the week, you know, go over to your house and then do small group, mm-hmm. let's say. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the other nights, we're just going to, you know, hang out. Yeah, recharge. Recharge. Um, you know, our routine is like cooking dinner and then just watching a ton of TV yeah. at night. <laughs> <laughs> and we both just feel very relaxed by that. Yeah. Um, and so maintaining that. And then on Fridays... Um, I spend a lot of time just sitting on the couch, mm-hmm. drinking coffee, and, like, petting my dogs. And that is, like, the best thing for me to just recharge. But yeah. then I'm also very ready to um, be with people or see people. And so yeah, balancing who are those people going to be. So yeah. is it going to be family this week? Is it going to be friends this week? Mm-hmm. Um So, yeah, I don't know if that answers your question, but I think such a big part of it is just, like, you have to decide 
on your priorities. And that can change from week to week even Mm -hmm. of like, you know, this week we have to say no to hanging out with family. Right. And because we have something with friends that we really want to go to Mm -hmm. or vice versa, you know, it's Sam's dad's birthday. We're going to prioritize spending time with them Mm -hmm. and we're going to say no to this thing with friends. Um, Yeah. Because work is constant. So it's like, yes, that is the thing that's not going to change. So in the time that we do have, what are we prioritizing this week? And I mean, kind of like, why are we prioritizing it? Right. Like what relationship are we trying to feed or whatever? Mm-hmm. I mean, what I hear you saying is just that your decisions about who you spend time with, when you spend time with that person, how much you choose to rest, all of it has to be very intentional. Oh, yeah. And I love uh, that you pointed out that you have to continue doing the things that refuel you. Right. So you guys specifically make time for cooking and watching a <laughs> crap ton of TV together because that's what fuels you. And I would say the same for Christian and I completely uh-huh. understand sometimes just clicking the office and playing <laughs> it for letting like, it play yeah, all night long. Um, yeah. So how that's also a priority. I think it's really, really important to recognize What's fueling and sustaining to you long term? Mm-hmm. What's something that you can rely on that's going to give you what you need? And, and still making sure to prioritize that, even though you're building new friendships, nurturing existing friendships, mm-hmm. and also deciding between you know things like family and friends. Basically just recognizing you can't make everything happen mm-hmm. with a limited amount of time. Right. And you, but that doesn't mean that relationships have to suffer, your rest has to suffer, family time has to suffer. It's just that everything kind of has to have its place. Totally. And you don't have to do everything in one week, Mm -hmm. you know? It Mm -hmm. can be different, you know, from week to week depending on what's going on. And it can even be like, hey, we can't do this. Can we do this at this other time. Right. You know? Yeah. So that people don't feel like you're just shutting them down mm-hmm. or not making time for them. Mm-hmm. Kind of showing them, I do want to spend time with you. I just can't right now. Or yeah. can't this weekend. Yes. You know? So showing that effort of being like, I prioritize you, but I also have to... I'm juggling these other things as well. Yeah. And so... I don't know. I think um, showing people that you care and that you value that time mm-hmm. um, is also important. Yeah, absolutely. I think people certainly understand, you know, that we as adults have a lot going on. Mm-hmm. A lot of different responsibilities to tend to, relationships to tend to, etc. Um, so I think you make a really good point of communicating I can't this weekend but Mm -hmm. being intentional about scheduling something in the future one to prevent someone from potentially and not necessarily getting their feelings hurt I think we might be past that but like from feeling you know maybe like you just didn't care to begin with for sure you can prevent that and two by also creating a plan and to put effort into 
nurturing that friendship. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to lose out on time with that friend because you're prioritizing something else. Right. You're just putting it off to a different time that's going to work better for you. Absolutely. I love that. Um, So, I mean, I think we kind of just talked about this, but would you add anything to how you prevent yourself from overextending yourself or over-isolating yourself? Yeah, I think... um depending, week to week again, depending on, um, kind of what we've had going on, we can have a tendency to do either of those. Sure. So after we've had a lot of family in town or a lot of, you know, let's say church activities or, you know, events or whatever, um, really hard, busy week at work, we can definitely tend to be like, we're done. Like, we're locking the doors, and we are done. (laughs) Um, And so, but I will say just how I am more than Sam, I start to feel that, like, longing for, you know, interactions with other people. Yeah. Um, And so I think naturally I will start to just, like, feel... The itch to get together with somebody. Yeah, yeah. Um, as far as overextending, I mean, sometimes it's we can find ourselves feeling that like it's we've said yes to too many things, right? And you know, something has got to give. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. I think like identifying those signs of like. I'm very stressed right now. Right. Like, what am I stressed about and what can I um, take away to <laughs> feel more balanced and feel more relaxed? Right. And so I think part of it is just, like, giving yourself grace to say no sometimes. Yeah. I think a huge um, part of building community is saying yes mm-hmm. because I think so many no's and the invites stop coming. It's true. It's like you you don't want to be rejected over and over and over and over. Right. Because then being the person giving the invite, you're like, well, obviously they don't want to spend time with me. Yeah, or they're disinterested. Uh-huh. Or they don't have time. It's easy yeah. to start assuming when someone has turned you down multiple times. Sure, and so I think it's really important to, you know, intentionally say yes often. Yeah. Um, but I think you also need to check in with yourself and, and be okay with occasionally saying no. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like I said earlier, maybe, um, invite them next time because you know that they have extended that. And instead of, you know, waiting for the next one, Mm -hmm. you know, put some effort out there at a time that you feel more sh- less stressed, I guess. Yeah. Um, but in those moments that you feel overextended, like, give yourself a break mm-hmm. and do what you need to do. Um, yeah. And come back whenever you feel more refreshed or, you know, less busy or whatever. Right. And I like what you said about kind of sitting with yourself for a second and saying, what is stressing me out and what can I take off of my plate to 
allow myself a little bit more time right. or energy mm-hmm. or whatever it may be. I think um, Christian and I are definitely more prone to overextending ourselves mm-hmm. and just overcommitting. And the problem that we have found ourselves in um, a handful of times is like, oh my gosh, we hate being the people to bail, but that's where we have to resort to uh-huh. because we didn't think about um, our limits, uh-huh. our exhaustion levels until we're supposed to do this thing mm-hmm. with these friends and it doesn't sound fun at all. It sounds draining and you know how extroverted oh, yeah. I am. It takes a <laughs> lot for me to get to that point. But um, I think it speaks a lot to how important it is to be intentional with your planning of things, with your expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you and Sam have done a really good job at that. And I think, too, with how busy you are, I've noticed that you guys will show up at something and you're, like, not afraid to be the first to leave. I was just about to bring that up. Like, <laughs> that you told me, like, you guys are always, like, the first to bail. <laughs> I just love it because I, once again, very much veer onto the other side of the spectrum. Which I think, like, if you are in that really kind of busy, overextending yourself, like, phase, I I think that would be my other piece of advice is just, like, go for a little. Like, you right. don't have to commit to an entire evening of something. Right. Like, show up have conversations, like, enjoy yourself, Mm -hmm. and then something that I have had to learn with Sam, because once I get to a party or a get-together, I am, like, energized, I am, like, Uh, feeling uh, good, and I will stay for way longer than Sam wants to. Right. And so, learning that, um, you know, he has his limits, Mm -hmm. and he is, I'm right in the middle of being an extrovert and an introvert. Mm-hmm. And Sam definitely leans heavier into the introvert side of things. Right. Um, and so I have just learned that he's going to be ready before I am. Mm-hmm. And he also has learned that sometimes I'm not ready. Mm-hmm. And, like, he needs to give me more time. Right. Um, but right. just... You know, with a significant other, also learning, like, their boundaries and their um, limits, I guess, for what's going to start really draining them. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we've just started, like, either, you know, in a quiet moment to each other, like, you ready to go soon? (laughs) Or, or like, a text of, like, I'm ready. And, like, respecting... Uh, the other person's limits. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's fine to be the first to leave. Like, <laughs> it really is. It totally is. I think that's great. I think, yeah, talking about the uh, complications that sometimes a significant other can add to that mm-hmm. is really important. Um, uh, Christian and I, I would say we play the same roles as you and Sam do. Yeah. I am more extroverted than you, but either way, I'm the one who wants to stay. He's the one who will need to go. And learning how to, like you said, respect that, be sensitive to that. And for me, it's like, recognize that leaving early doesn't mean that, like, you're not getting socialized (laughs) (laughs) or that you're missing out on something really fun or Mm -hmm. exciting. Um, It means, you know, 
in this moment, choosing your husband, choosing your marriage, and, like, that's a good thing to do. (laughs) But something else that you guys do that I think, you know, works very well for you and I think could work with other people is you're, like, you can go and I'll get a ride home. Like, Oh, yeah. (laughs) You guys do that all the time, and I think that's great of, like, you both are getting what you want, you're Mm -hmm. both happy, and, like, no one cares that he's going and you're staying and you just like get a ride home (laughs) yeah I'm perfectly fine with that I love him but I'll see him later yeah Uh, yeah it's true you got to kind of find what will work for you and your partner what may be offensive what may be hurtful right and then also what's not that may hurt someone's feelings um you know to do what Christian and I do but He's much more into, like, oh, if I get to go home early without yeah. Tori, that means I get my baseball TV exactly. to myself. And um, for me, I'm like, sweet, I got, like, my girlfriends. And I don't have to worry <laughs> about, you know. Him being ready. Yeah, him being kind of burnt out, draining him. Yeah, so you got to do what works for you there. Absolutely. Um, so great advice, Nicole. Do you have any other practical advice um, for someone who's just super, super busy but wants to make community a priority? Gosh, I'm trying to think of anything that I haven't said. We've had a lot of really good (laughs) advice in here. (laughs) I feel like, I guess, kind of just restating is, like, choosing your priorities. Mm -hmm. If you want to build a community, like, you have to prioritize the relationships. It's true. Um, Because, you know, if you get the invites... All of that, um, that's only half of it. Like, Mm -hmm. you have to um, prioritize going. You have to prioritize being uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Like, um, it is not super (laughs) comfortable to be the person in the room that doesn't have as deep of a connection or as good of a friendship as everybody else. Yeah. But you you become one of those people by starting out being a little bit uncomfortable yeah and saying yes to that mm-hmm. um and so I think there were oh my other thing is start inviting people back right you've done such a good job at hosting things so yeah I was thinking back on <laughs> she hosted her own birthday party <laughs> she wanted to. I'll probably do it again this year actually <laughs> oh my god <laughs> um is once we had kind of, it's it's tricky because at first it feels like, is it weird to invite someone that I don't really know, like, over to my house? I don't know. We, we started having all these ideas for different, like, parties and get-togethers and then we're like, who do we invite? <laughs> like, <laughs> um, but after, you know, meeting a couple people through the things that we were invited to, mm-hmm. we you know, kind of made a little list in our heads of who would be comfortable coming over and comfortable together. Mm -hmm. And we were like, okay, let's invite them. Like, Mm -hmm. let's... And I think that helped us so much create stronger friendships faster. Yeah, in your Um, own circle as well. Exactly. Um, And and I feel like it was great because... (laughs) We only had a couple months before we weren't doing anything mm-hmm. because everything was shut down and right. people weren't getting together. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like that just helped us so much um, of being like, 
I really want to get to know you mm-hmm. and I want to intentionally, I keep using that word. It's an important it's- word in community, <laughs> honestly, a little buzzword. <laughs> but, you know, I am really going to make an effort to show you that I want you in my life. Right. And, and right. so just, you know, saying yes and then also being the one to invite, not always relying on someone else, um, to extend that to you. Right. Because at some point, people also want to feel, you know, wanted Mm -hmm. and um, valued. And so giving that reciprocation Mm -hmm. is really important, I think. Right. Knowing your strengths. You guys are great at hosting. You love it. (laughs) And I say this all the time. I am, I consider myself a terrible host. (laughs) I don't think I like totally am, but I'm the type of person, someone will be over for like three hours and they'll be like, can I have a glass of water? (laughs) (laughs) It's not my gifting. It's not something that I enjoy. I hate when people just like leave cups around my house. (laughs) I, but it's like, they can. Right. I don't actually hate that that person used a cup and didn't put it in the dishwasher. I just like kind of hate the feeling of like these cups are all over my house. So anyway, know your giftings. Hosting is not my favorite thing to do. So Christian and I will be much more likely to initiate something where we all go somewhere else. Right. And I think if you're not a host, because not everyone is, mm-hmm. and that's totally fine. Yeah. Like, invite them to dinner or drinks or coffees yeah. at a restaurant mm-hmm. or to a hangout at the park. Like, yeah, you exactly. don't have to host to invite someone. Yeah, you know? exactly. So that's how we prefer to initiate things. And I think it's worked out really well for us. Um, we love all of those things. Breweries, we love park dates, all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. So think about what you actually enjoy doing. Right. And just bring people in on that. Yeah. Um, I love that. Would you have any other practical advice or you say that's about it? That is probably it. (laughs) You have great insight into this whole world of just being busy and prioritizing your community. And I mean, what I have heard throughout this entire conversation is the importance of being intentional. Um, I know we said that (laughs) we have been using that word a lot, but it's true. The importance of being intentional is not to be understated mm-hmm. in the world of limited time and trying to make things happen like relationships. It's knowing yourself. It's, you know, working your schedule for you. Mm-hmm. Um, all of that stuff. Just working with your circumstances, recognizing your limitations honoring those mm-hmm. and still prioritizing what really matters. Right. And community has to play a role in that if you're going to thrive. And it may look different for everybody, but I just love the way that you've spoken to all that it's taken for you to make community happen. And you've done such a good job at that. I know we said that you basically kind of started making friends just a few months before COVID. So it's, I mean, it really is a testament looking at how strong those friendships are now to how much effort you put in before things got limited uh, with COVID, even throughout COVID, you know, Mm -hmm. you had um, a minimal amount of things that we could do in person or whatever it was you, you chose to put in 
effort Mm -hmm. into community and it really shows you're totally thriving now you and Sam seem to be really happy right and content with the amount of time you spend with your friends and the amount of time you get to veg on tv (laughs) all of that stuff yeah and I would say that we still spend a lot of quality time with our family as well Mm -hmm. like I don't think those relationships had to suffer either because like we value those so much we, but we were just adding people into our life. And so, right. um, you know, making time for each of those things as well as that, you know, downtime, mm-hmm. uh, you don't have to cut something out to add something. You just right. have to, you know, figure out what are your openings, what are your limitations mm-hmm. and put things in, you know, as you can. Yeah. So, so good. So good, Nicole. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being here today. Um, I I learned a lot, and I hope that whoever's listening has learned as well. Um, it's just been really fun. Yeah, well, thank you. Sweet, no problem. You can go grab a cup of coffee or something. Yeah, great. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to Let's Be Friends with Tori Segner. I hope you loved the episode and that you feel encouraged about community. If you enjoyed listening, please rate the podcast and leave a review. And don't forget to follow along on Instagram at Tori.Let'sBeFriends for updates, behind-the-scenes content, and a community of its own. I hope you have the best week, and I will see you next time.